<laughs> Welcome to All Things D&D's Story Dungeon, where we share amazing Dungeons & Dragons stories with you every two days. Now heading inside the dungeon, we have... We were playing a campaign with a large number of players. 8 at the start, 11 at the end. Quite a few of the players were new. The DM wanted the game to be as noob-friendly as possible, so he told us not to worry about even creating our characters, and we would get it figured out in Session Zero. Since not everyone in the group knew each other, the DM asked everyone to say a little about themselves and what they'd be doing if it weren't for the game scheduled for that Sunday afternoon. After that, I expected him to start discussing house rules or basic commonly misunderstood concepts, but he didn't. He started narrating right away. As you were doing whatever you just told me, your vision begins to fade and you pass out. You wake up on a cold stone floor with some runes inscribed into the stone tile beneath you. The room is illuminated by blue flames flickering from torches. A man in red robes watches you as he scribbles something down on a sheet of paper. Hey, what about our character sheets? What class are we? I asked. None. You're commoners. Ten for each attribute. Four HP. Proficiencies will be awarded if you convince me you have them in real life, he answered. Things just got a lot more interesting. It turns out we were summoned from another world, contemporary Earth by the wizard standing in front of us. It was for his graduation project. He said he would keep us captive until then and left for groceries. Before leaving, he told us that we could wander all around the castle as long as we didn't open any closed doors. As the wizard NPC leaves, I ask the DM for a detailed description of what kind of furniture is around the room, which is basically a table with a few things on it. Among them, some blue crystals, which I took for myself and a jar with a hand inside that I would have completely ignored if it hadn't started communicating with me telepathically. The hand helped us find the arsenal and arm ourselves up with all sorts of basic equipment, and in return, asked us to kill a hostile creature in a nearby room. To show gratitude, some of us agreed to his request and killed a zombie that was guarding a fountain. The water in the fountain was a little thicker than usual, and it was illuminated by moonlight, shining through an opening in the ceiling. For his last request, the hand asked us to throw it inside the fountain, and so I did. The hand went in, and an entire person came out. He kept asking us favors and offering rewards and we kept going along with it. At some point we opened a door, despite the wizard's warning, and unleashed a crazed Oathbreaker paladin that attacked everyone in sight with some multi-target lightning spell. Maybe it was a homebrew ability, I didn't look for the spell afterwards. Since we all had 4 HP, everyone died. It was intended to happen some way or another though, since multiple things could do damage in that castle, and we were just so squishy. Our souls were then guided to the realm of the Sun God, which offered us a new life and a new power in exchange for devoting our lives to save the first flame, which was about to fade. Yeah, souls references. The brilliant part in this noob-friendly campaign started with the you-are-your-own-character thing, so nobody would ever think, am I doing this right, when trying to roleplay, but the best part was this. Before us, statues resembling each class archetype appeared, with a brief description of its general concept and usual role. Upon choosing one, that player would do a mini solo adventure with character sheets provided by the DM, like he was experiencing the world through that character's eyes, but knowing they are not actually him. A voice in your mind would tell you whenever a class feature or a specific skill would come in handy, so the first time players wouldn't be too lost in the actual campaign. Those were really short and went by in minutes. Then the Sun God asked us to travel to the Gold Coast. We all agreed and were transported back to the castle, where we had just died, but this time with level 1 character sheets. Our murderer was being held off by the hand dude that later on introduced himself as Mao, which is a bad linguistic pun in Portuguese. Mao means hand. We then fought our wizard captor and defeated him. Now we could focus on the task at hand, get to the Gold Coast. Mao conjured provisions for us, 
and gave us a sentient ship, the Storm Reaper, which knew how to get to the Gold Coast. Upon reaching our destination, we started interacting with NPCs and getting to know the world when a massive raid broke out in the first crown. The Gold Coast was the junction of 13 crowns, which were like provinces. We fought our way to the port and managed to get to the next crown, along with other refugees. We gave a lift to on the Storm Reaper. There we met Mao once again, and the first thing he said to us was, Oh, you've survived then. The players obviously got suspicious at that, but we let it slide. Whenever we faced a challenge that seemed related to the main plot, we would always meet Mao right afterwards and get his sinister, Oh, you survived then greeting. It was so suspicious that it almost seemed like a joke, but we never decided to confront him. In fact, we would often ask him for advice as we uncovered clues about what we had to do. He would always provide valuable information and sometimes even the means to accomplish our goals in exchange for some seemingly small favor related to the place we had to visit. Just like in the castle. At some point we ended up meeting in a dungeon during one of our missions and he was getting between us and our goal. After seven months, it was finally time to confirm that we had actually helped create the BBEG in the first session. Oh, you survived then. I was glad to assist you when our interests aligned, but at this point I cannot allow you to go ahead, let alone help you. Since I really care for you, I'll give you guys a choice though. He said, gesturing towards a few people accompanying him, all with lifeless eyes and stiff movement, as if they didn't have a mind of their own. You can either join me, or I can kill you right here. We declined, and he overpowered us. It wasn't a BBEG fight. It wasn't even a fight. The gap in strength was so big that the DM didn't even ask for an initiative role. Upon our choice, he decided to narrate a scene, describing how each one of us met our end. But it wasn't the end, and the DM continued his narration. After dying, you all snap back to your world, as if you were just daydreaming. And he starts pointing out what we said we'd be doing on the Sunday afternoon of the first session, had the campaign not taken place. You keep doing your hobbies, attending your classes and working as usual, but the thought that what you've seen might not have been a dream never really leaves your head. It was so vivid and so intense that, despite being unbelievable, you somehow still believe it was true. Seven months go by and nothing changes, you're just living your lives. Then you start losing your sight and pass out once again. Session is over, we're rolling up new characters next week, but you'll still be yourselves. Thanks for listening to All Things D&D's Story Dungeon. We'd love to have you subscribe and review us on iTunes and Spotify. Until next time! <laughs>